0: I really would like to write a spiritual book on pregnancy loss because yeah. there's none out there.
1: Really? No. Really? Not one. That's surprising. There's a lot of like
0: facts of like how you can improve your egg health and how you can yes, do it. Yes, But there's no yes. spiritual books of like how to like, um, spiritually cope. Because otherwise, if you read all these things, as well, you get overwhelmed. This book says, mm. have 10 fish oil. This book says, don't have bread. This yeah, book says, yeah, don't yeah. have bars. This guy says, I can help. this. First thing you need it's very overwhelming. It's an overwhelming thing. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to be able to be spiritual within it so that you
1: can listen to what's best for you intuitively as well. Mm. There's a spiritual mm.
0: for everything. Yeah. yeah. But, but there's not for pregnancy loss, specifically.
1: I'm shocked.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Welcome to Practice in Public. We're your hosts. I'm Miles the Pessimist. And I'm Casey the Optimist. We're in a relationship and have failed multiple times at many things. I'm interested in having difficult conversations about failure. And I'm interested in what happens after you fail,
2: stories of courage, and how mistakes can become lessons.
1: We want to embrace the tough stuff and talk to people about parenting fails, relationship fails, making friends in your mid-30s. I want to
2: talk to everyone about everything. Okay. We should just start recording.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's so we
1: probably much. Probably just had
0: all the gold then.
1: Yeah. Don't <laughs> I'm <fell around> recording. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah. We uh, started yeah. recording this huh. like at least. <laughs> okay. Okay, case <laughs> you're okay, so like, oh, we just
0: did all the
1: gold
2: then. <laughs> I feel like there's so much focus on what you need to do. to hold on to this baby
1: Mm -hmm. it's a lot of responsibility without enough about
2: like well what is actually out of your control and like you know what do you need to Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's what's been big for me Mm. so in my life anything I can control I do very well at you know um yeah because it's it's one of those things where you put these things in place and it's in your control of how successful you are somewhat as well you know like um my practice I was like oh, I'm going to do this this and this and you know I've, I've always been good at everything so what do you do when you're not good at something mm-hmm. that's out of your control mm-hmm. and I think we as women judge a little bit as well that's where I'm trying to come into a little bit more of um, certainty of not judging as well because I'm feeling judged so the best way for to eradicate that is to not judge others a little bit as well for not yeah. understanding my point of view and understanding my experience. Yeah,
1: um, that's hard. Yeah, but mm. how, how,
0: if people have gone through it, how do they how understand? Do they understand? Yeah. Uh, you know, they can try. But, you know, I've had certain people go, oh, well, if you just relax, you'll be fine. Yeah. And, and for me, like, there is beauty in that message as well. There is yeah. a need for surrender. There is a need of letting go. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. But then there's also that little bit where it's kind of like on, on you to fix something. Yeah. Like yeah. if yeah. you weren't so stressed, you would yeah. have a baby.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Putting the blame back on yeah. you. Yeah. So
0: that's quite interesting in society in 2019, I find. I even had mm. someone say, eat more berries. I've heard berries can help or, um, which it can, there is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's not the reason why I don't yeah. have a baby. It's yeah, like you know. the
1: right advice, but for the wrong reason. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, and you know what? Like, even when I shared it, I'm not looking for advice necessarily. Yeah. I, I, you know, which is beautiful. I think people try to feed information as a way of helping, which is gorgeous. But it, really, what you're looking for is just, I'm sorry that that's happened.
2: Yeah. Acknowledgement. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. you're
0: doing a really good job or yeah. something like yeah. that. Not, my cousin's dog's sister <laughs> had 17 miscarriages and then yeah. had a baby from eating 10 eggs a day or, or something yeah, ridiculous, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but we as humans want to share stories with each other of, of other successes. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's just something that, yeah, people aren't looking for that. They're looking for just acceptance and support. And I think it becomes an uncomfortable conversation too because people don't know what to say. Mm. Um, yeah, And then they become uncomfortable because yeah. they don't know the right thing to say. And yeah. then I think that's why I'm like... You don't have to say anything. Yeah, you know, just saying I'm sorry that that's happened for you. Yeah, that's heaps. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to make it more aware because I felt so in shame about it because mm. I couldn't share it because you mm. know you don't you don't say anything until you're 12 weeks. Right. Yeah. So if you've never made it to 12 weeks three times, but you've made you've had losses as well, but it's like, well, yeah. is that allowed to be spoken about? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, what's really interesting is the way I've identified with it. So, why has it been so painful for me? Of course, it's a painful experience, I'm aware of it, but why? And it's mm. because my whole life I've identified with me as a woman that you,
1: you have, attract, have a child, Yeah. Mm.
0: Or you have a family, you know, the rites of passage. You find yeah. a partner, you get married, you have a family, and that's what life is. Yeah. Um, and if you ask anyone, what's the best thing that you've done in your life? I think most people will say they're children. Mm. You know, the children's given them purpose or they've, they've been able to give and receive love in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like I've been really attached to that idea that that has to be something part of my life. Mm. So that's where the suffering was because yeah. there's these obstacles in the way of that, these obstacles in the way of how I saw myself. Yeah. So it's very interesting. I'm learning a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick of learning. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so am I. And I don't then, want to learn like, anymore.
0: I don't want to learn it anymore. And then even in the car on the way here, I was like, oh, I'm just so like, sick and tired of being like angry about it or yeah. frustrated with it or like, trying to work out the answer to like, the solution. like What's mm. the solution to my problem yeah. or um, feeling like I'm different? Because really, not a, not a helpful statistic, but really I'm only in 1% of the population. So only 1% of the population experience Miscarriage yeah. is very common, yeah. but reoccurrent miscarriages are actually not. Mm, right. So that's yeah. another part where there's a little bit of misconception. It's like, oh, but miscarriages are a way of um, something chromosomally not being right. Well, all three of mine were chromosomally okay.
1: Okay.
0: Uh. So, yes, in most people's cases, 100%. But in my case, it hasn't been that. Um, but I didn't know that mm. until I went through it myself. Yeah, mm. yeah. So <laughs> I'm just trying to shed a little bit of light onto it and yeah. what that means. But also, um, yeah, I'm learning too. I'm human too. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd learnt enough. Apparently not. But this is really cracked open, like I said to Casey yeah. before. This has really got me to the depths of like what my belief system is mm. in life, in us, um, what's my purpose here, what am I besides the labels yeah. That I've created for myself. Yeah. So if I'm not a mother or I'm not going to be a mother, or you know, I might I most likely will be, but still, what what's my purpose in this life without that? Like yeah. how do I describe myself otherwise? And it took me a really long time to try and figure out who I actually was besides these labels. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why it was painful for me, because that label is where I've attached part of me.
2: So who have you worked out a little bit about who you are? Underneath all those labels?
0: I'm slowly getting there. Yeah. Because then I was creating more labels. Oh, yeah. I'm kind.
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. generous. You know. Yeah. Again, more labels. Who yeah. are you? So I think Eckhart Tolle actually speaks about the easiest way to answer it is figuring who you're not. Uh, mm. So who again. aren't you? Yeah. And that's been a little bit easier for me.
1: Yeah. Speaking of who are you, who are you? We <laughs> haven't done names, we haven't done <laughs> <the> introductions. <laughs> Who are you? (laughs) Um,
0: I'm Sarah-Jane Perry, or Dr. Sarah-Jane, as some people might know me. Um, I'm a chiropractor. Um, I use that term loosely. Um, I almost thought about eliminating it completely from all of my work, but I still am a chiropractor and I still work with the nervous system, Um, so that's why I've kept it in there, just in a completely different way. Um, I do energy healing and energy work, intuitive work, intuitive guidance, um, and basically the purpose of what I do is to hopefully connect you to your soul a little bit better than what you have been previously. Um, that inner voice, that inner knowing becomes a little bit louder, hopefully, is my goal with my clients, um, and I think that's definitely the case. Um, but that's my hope for everyone, and then I throw in a bit of counselling and in a holistic way as well. Mm. Um, but full mind, body, holistic. So how can we treat them separate and expect really amazing results? We can't.
2: Mm. Um, Um, Because we like to talk about failure, mistakes, things like that on this podcast and leading up to us chatting, you know, we've talked about this with you Mm because you're helping us get this podcast off the Mm -hmm. ground energetically, I suppose. What does failure and, and mistake mean to you and where are those showing up in your life?
0: Uh, failure and mistake mean to me really opportunity. Mm-hmm. If, if you don't have failures, you don't make mistakes, what's the point of being a human and is it really a human experience? Mm.
1: Mm,
0: it's not. Yeah. Um, so for me, I've never looked at failures or mistakes as something like, oh, I wish that didn't happen. Or it's more like, okay, it has happened. What can I do about it now? And what can I learn from it now? Um, And it doesn't mean that you're a failure Mm. or that you're a mistake. That's what we tend to do. We we see our failures as we are failures. Mm. We take it to that level. Mm. And that's why it can be so painful. But it's not. Um, Some of the greatest people of our time have failed and made big mistakes. And ask anyone out there, have you ever not failed? Mm. And no one can say...
2: No. um you mentioned earlier that you wanted to write a spirituality book on pregnancy loss because you looked for that yourself and you hadn't found that
1: Mm.
2: can you talk a little bit about well i don't know if you want to divulge what you'd actually want to put in that book Mm. but some the path for you and how it's been for you Mm.
0: well for me pregnancy loss wasn't something i ever thought about or considered yeah um I thought, you know, I knew that miscarriages can happen and all that kind of thing, but I thought, you know, maybe once and then you'll have a child or mm. or something like that. So for me, I've just had my third, I think two weeks ago was my last one. Um, so my third in nine months. Um, and for me, it's something that's not really discussed. And I think it's something that needs to be discussed a little bit more. Why
2: yeah. do you think it's not discussed? People are ashamed. Why are they ashamed?
0: Uh, I think there's a part of us that blames ourselves. Yeah. Um, what did I do wrong?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what got me through that was kind of thinking about, I'm lucky I work with the body every day. Mm-hmm. I'm really lucky. Um, so it gave me a little bit more insight to think about it from a different point of view. So for me, when I check someone's eye reflex, for instance, their pupil's going to dilate when it's supposed to and it's going to get bigger when it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that you can consciously do about that, yeah, just is what it is, yeah, okay, so for me, it's when I started looking at it in that way, I was like, okay, just like I can't um, with my knee reflexes or my mm. eye reflexes or there's parts of our bodies that we can't control, mm. um, for instance, the autonomic nervous system, I don't think about my heart beating I don't yeah. think about my food digesting it's just that's the innate intelligence of the body, okay um, and for me, there's obviously something within the body that's still working in a way that it believes is the most intelligent way. Yeah. A hundred percent. But it's just making an error of judgment. Yeah. So we just have to work out a way of of how to, you know, change a few little things here and there. Um, but even that's been a journey for me because I'm a very mm. natural orientated person. So, you know, I did acupuncture. I've done mm. homeopathy. I've done naturopathy. I've done a lot of things. So. For me, I felt like that would change the outcome yeah. because I have such a strong belief in this field. Yeah. Um, and when it didn't, that was quite challenging. Really yeah. um, so I'm still going to incorporate those things, but eventually I may need to go down a more medical path. Yeah. Um, so if anything, that taught me a lot of not being judgmental about people who do need to go down the medical path. Right.
2: Yeah. Not that I
0: consciously thought I was judgmental, Yeah. but definitely I was much more likely when people tell me their stories of whatever it is, I'm like, well, why didn't they try naturopathy first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, maybe they've been put on antidepressants, for instance. Well, why yeah. didn't they try this first? Yeah. Why didn't they try that first? So um, kind of this blame on people yet again yeah. um, that they haven't done enough, yeah, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely cemented that for me, which yeah. is a wonderful lesson to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to be less judgmental mm-hmm. and to also understand that it's there for a purpose too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it wouldn't be here. It, the universe wouldn't have it here if it wasn't for some use. Yeah, but what I do believe is using the two integrative. Yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm going to do still. Yeah. Um, but being open to a medical field thing, which I never thought I would be. Yeah. But yeah. I don't even take fine. Panadol when I have a headache. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I actually had antibiotics after the second miscarriage for the first time because they thought maybe there was some kind of infection, mm-hmm. and I'd never had antibiotics before except when I was like six.
2: Wow. And
1: wow. my
0: doctor couldn't believe it. It's like, are you allergic to any antibiotics? I'm like... no idea.
1: I have no idea. I haven't had it. You know? Yeah. Um, wow, since you so, were
0: six. Yeah. So even that was a challenge for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, like... Oh. But I've done the meditation, I've done yoga, know, I've, I've been doing juice cleanser, I've done all these yeah. things. And um, that doesn't mean that they don't work for some people. I definitely think they do. But for me, in my case, maybe I do need that integrative approach. Yeah. And so being okay with that mm. um, was something I had to come to. Yeah. Now, I couldn't find anything like that in a book for yeah. instance. Another thing you can't find anywhere, look, there's some sites for miscarriages and, and stillbirths and all that kind of thing there is, and there's quite a lot of material on that, but a lot of it isn't empowering material. A lot of it's actually really sad. Like, mm-hmm. you are 1% of the population. Yeah. I don't know about you, but that doesn't make me go... Yay. Yeah. Yay. Like, yeah. I'm going to be fine, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So it's got quite a, look, I guess, um, not a negative aspect to it, but when you're looking on the forums and things for support, because that's what you want to do. You want to find a community to understand what you've been through. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are very broken people, yeah. understandably.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, their souls and their hearts have been destroyed for years. Mm. You know, they've been, some of them have been... Some woman has had 20 miscarriages that I was reading the other mm. day. Jeez. And another person's had, like, you know... 11 IBF cycles and finally got a baby out of it, you know, but I think it's beautiful to have that support, but I would like to provide a support that doesn't necessarily feed the negativity and the label and the, the idea that something's wrong with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That statistic would make someone already in a pretty dark place, feel pretty small Mm -hmm. Yeah, and maybe even unimportant. It's like, well, the other 99% can get their shit together. Yeah. What's what's wrong wrong with you? you? Mm -hmm.
0: And that's what it does. And then, you know, when you have two, they're like, no, that's fine. This is the other interesting part. One's bad luck. That's what they said to me, and it is for most people. Yeah. Two or they refuse to do testing until you've had three. Really? Yeah, they wait till you've had three. I was very proactive, and I paid a lot of money to get all the testing done anyway. In my second one, um, the third one didn't work out anyway because all of the time the testing comes back negative with no answers. Right. So you get all these tests done to try and find something, and they can't find it.
1: Yeah, how could you not think it was you at that point? Mm. Like with um, all that sort of like medical people going, "No, nah, everything's fine." Mm. I knew it wasn't. No. Yeah, mm. yeah, of course. But mo- some women might not have that trust in their own body to go. I'm, mm. uh, you know, I'm okay. Like I know your test is saying there's some, there's nothing wrong, but I know that there's something going on here. Like,
0: uh, you know, what's interesting from what I've learned along this, a lot of people do tap into that and they do know. Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot of them do. It's, like it. Look, some don't, obviously, and they'll keep going. Um, but what I think becomes the catalyst in that instance is the pain of the suffering of losing them yes. is so strong that people are like, there has to be some reason for
1: mm, this. Yeah,
0: There just has to be. Um, and intuitively, you'll have an idea of what you think that might be for you. Yeah. And what's interesting enough, the idea that I thought is the only thing that's come up as a positive.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Um but then there's not really talk about the fertility field as a whole being a business as well. Right. Um I didn't have a very good experience with my first fertility specialist. It was like I was a cattle in a production line, like it was Mm. yeah, you know, you weren't a person at all. Um now I've changed to a different specialist who who is, who made me feel very welcome and, and that he cares about me and my story, so we're choosing to go with him in the end. Um But, yeah, there's a lack of – not a lack of information. It's not that. There's a lot of books on how you can take certain supplementation, change your diet, um, change your lifestyle, eliminate stress, which are all positive things, um, to help with this kind of thing. But there's not much talk about the spiritual journey
1: at
2: all. Yeah. Is there much support in terms of dealing with the loss and the grief?
0: I was never offered any support.
2: Oh, that's yeah. devastating. No,
0: yeah. So I see a, a psychologist on my own, but he does. He doesn't. We don't talk about it necessarily. He does something called EMDR, which is an eye rapid movement for specific trauma loss. So it changes oh. the brain patterns in the related to trauma specifically, yeah. and it's worked really well for me. Um, so that's why I've chosen that path as well. Um, but I've never been offered counselling. Once, So the first ones, I was 11 weeks, almost 11 and a half, when I found out that the two were just... They, they thought they'd reabsorbed back into the tissues. So it's what they call a blighted ovum. Um, and that is supposed to be a once-in-a-lifetime loss. So, yes. Um, but also when I had to have an operation, um, they didn't do any testing on, on the baby because it was your first one so it's just yeah you know um and then the last two i had were chemical miscarriages so i remember going to my gp about and he's like oh well just think of it as a period
1: just think of it as a period mm,
0: because it's a week and a half later than your period would be
2: um
1: that's absurd yeah
0: just pretend it's your period
1: (laughs) that feels
2: like a sweep it under the rug get on with it you know your
0: mum back in the day wouldn't have even known she was pregnant yet
2: so Mm -hmm. just think of it
0: as a period
2: That seems like it is so out of alignment with what you do with your trauma release. (laughs) (laughs) I I imagine in that moment you must have just been like wanting to shake the doctor and go, no,
0: no, don't tell anybody else that I was just like, what is that? Um, Just the undermining of the experience. Mm, Um, And this you'll be right attitude.
2: Yes, that's very Australian. you'll be
0: right. Or, you know... Oh, I don't. It's, it's dismissive in a way, though, it as is, well. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think the medical field has a little bit of improvement to do yeah. in regards to it as well. Even from the ultrasound technicians that are performing the ultrasounds for people and letting them know that they've lost the baby, oh, is there yeah. not?
2: Is there not enough training? For Very how... hit and miss. Okay. So for um. some people,
0: might have a really good experience and have a, a someone who's quite empathic. Yeah. Um, other people, you'll get. The baby's heartbeat's not there. Oh. Feel like this form. We'll need to do an operation. Oh, oh that's,
2: that's devastating. devastating.
0: Yeah. Like, even for my first one, when we found out, which is very interesting, the first thing I did was turn to my husband and say, I'm sorry. Oh. Because I felt like it's something I had done. Yeah. Like, it was my reason my body had failed us. And I said, I'm sorry. And he's like, why are you sorry? But that's just a reflection of, of that self-blame. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And then I started to cry. And they got me to fill out my paperwork in the waiting room where other people had their babies. Or oh, were God. Or were, you know, yeah. having what looked like a successful pregnancy, at least so far. Oh. And they all knew that I had been told bad news and I was in the same room as them filling out this form about my operation the next day. That's
1: so oh. fucked. Yeah,
0: like it just, it's it's maybe because it is common as a whole, miscarriage in general, there's just no care for it um even on the day of my operation, I had a volunteer take me through the maternity ward to the area where oh, I was no. to go. Mm. And she asked me, do you have any children? Oh. And it's like, well, did you look at my paper? Did you read really it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and then I have friends who've gone through things as well. I've had another girlfriend who was miscarrying and went to the emergency room because she was bleeding and she didn't know what to do. Um, and they left it there for three and a half hours in the emergency room because... There's nothing you can do to stop a miscarriage. So they just gave her a pat and left her in the emergency room and people, you know, with coughs or a cut on their finger were getting through more so than her. Um, So the system as a whole, I think, has a lot to work on.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of demoralising practices. Yeah. And how can you
0: feel um, good about that?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know?
0: Um, it's not even the losing of the babies that's traumatising. Like, for me, yes, of course, that's part of it. The other part's losing a part of yourself or at least who you thought you were going Mm -hmm. to be, that idea of that, and the dreams and everything you have for those when you do find out that you are pregnant. Um, But really, the trauma has been all around that other stuff for me.
2: About the treatment of... About the treatment of
0: it, yeah. Or, um, you know, seeing the ultrasound and seeing it empty or the words that people have used or the... Just the the lack of compassion, definitely.
1: It sounds Um, very clinical.
0: It's very clinical. It's very clinical. Um, And, you know, with my last fertility specialist, because I wasn't undergoing IVF, I wasn't entitled to the counselling that they offer for free. So there's a lot of (laughs) politics around it all. So for me, if I can open up about it and hopefully change some people's experiences of making them feel not alone, mm. that there's not something wrong with you. Mm. It's not your fault. There's nothing you've done. That, you know, it, it's, it's very hard for them because, you know, it's, it's like it triggers everywhere. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: Because everywhere you go, there's children, there's families. It's on the TV. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was watching Married at First Sight the day of my last miscarriage and on the ads was the alibut commercial the baby you know yeah in the womb which is such a beautiful thing but i just sat there crying yeah yeah Yeah. you know because it's like
2: it's inescapable yeah Yeah. like it's
0: just inescapable but it's okay to have those moments but then you have to pull yourself up yeah or you're going to get stuck in this vortex of why me why is this happening to me why is it why why did they have a baby and not me yeah um especially when you see people who don't look after their bodies, so to speak.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That can, that was hard for me at the start. So I was like, so healthy. Why is this happening to me? I'm I'm healthy. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't have caffeine. Like, yeah, Yeah. I don't understand, you know, Mm. but you can't, it's not the way it works. Yeah. Um, But for me, yeah, there's no spiritual information out there about um, how it can make you a better person. Yeah. and mm-hmm. how you can actually evolve from this situation and how you can grow from it in a way that's a positive rather than, I suppose, um, letting it break you. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe the conversations that I was having, yeah. like that they were, you know, um, from it can't be your husband because he's getting you pregnant, oh,
2: you know. wow.
0: So thank you. Yeah, um,
2: <laughs> so it must be you. So with it's the, you. With All of the like yeah. implications yeah. there of being like, well, it must be you. There yeah. must be something wrong with you. Well, also yeah. if you
0: look at the tests and look, it's the pressure of the woman to carry the baby. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and if you look at the tests the of the men, they're like this big, and then yeah. if you look at the tests for the women, they're that big. Mm. And look, in my case, um, that doctor was right. It's not my husband. It is me. Mm. Um, but it's us as a collective yeah. together.
1: But that that language, it's one thing to deliver that kind of information to someone, but it's the way you say it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that that happens, that carries through all the way to giving birth, the way that, like, women are basically run through hospitals like a factory. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. we have to induce labor, you have to get out because there's someone behind you waiting to get in. It's like, how is that helpful and spiritual at all?
2: No. I think it's with that miracle of life thing. Yeah. Because pregnancy is common we devalue we it by like you know because oh well you know it happens all the time so therefore it's not a miracle it's still, it's a, miracle still a miracle every
1: single time you've made 100%. a per- you've made a person yeah. in your body it's ridiculous i mean the
2: the female body like you know our bodies are miracles so 100%. you know like it just i think it's the same thing that just just because you know pregnancy loss does happen doesn't mean that we should be devaluing that. You know, mm. we still need to hold that mm. as a really important thing. Well, it's part of a journey, it. isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and for me, it's it's that blaming yeah. culture that yeah. I want to eradicate. Yeah. Um,
2: it seems to be more directed towards women as 100%. well. 100%. And I feel like there's a lot of issues that women have physically with their bodies, you know, I guess... Domestic violence, you know, postnatal depression, that there just doesn't seem to be enough money, research, you know, care being Mm -hmm. put towards, and I feel like that devalues us as well.
0: Also, I think I expected more from women in general as well. Yeah. So, women can be very judgmental towards other women too. Yeah. Like, for instance, my husband had a a party last week, and I didn't really want to go, because...
1: Well, I was well. like, I don't really
0: want to socialise right now. And he's like, come on, it'll be good for you. We'll get you out of the house, and you know, because he's he's the yin to my yang, the complete opposite. Yeah. And I was like, I'll go for you, you know, I'll go. So I was with a bunch of women that I didn't know very well, and he was with a bunch of men that he didn't know very well. But anyway, he would have got asked, oh, "What do you do for work?" or something. So what's the first question that women ask me?
2: Do you have any? Do you kids? have any children? Yeah.
0: And f- for a long time, I used to just smile and say. Oh, not yet, you know, but probably because it was so raw. I said, uh, look, it's been a big challenge for me so far. I said, I would really hope to have one one day. I hope it's in my path. But so far, it has been a challenging time.
1: Mm. Did they freak yeah, out? Freaked yeah, freaked out. Out.
0: Reaction
2: freaked out.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then one even said, well, at least you're a chiropractor. Like, lucky you're a chiropractor.
2: Because and you if, can fix yourself? Well, or? no,
0: in the sense of, well, like, at least I have a career. Oh. Oh. That, that's, <laughs> oh, that's
1: unexpected. <laughs>
0: like, had I, God forbid, I'd been a cleaner and, you know, yeah, Jesus, being, or a janitor yeah. and I couldn't have children, you know, that kind of thinking as well.
1: Yeah. Like, at least yeah. you've got one thing to replace the loss one. of yeah. another yeah. Like, how
0: does that work? Yeah. Like, it's okay Again. to not be a mother if you've got a career. Yeah. Like, right. But otherwise, that's strange. And I think a lot of women place a lot of pressure, not even within, like, but that, that in general. Um, it can be a really painful question for some people. Yeah, yeah. Some people have been trying for years. Some people actually choose not to have children, which is okay too. That's yeah. their choice. Yeah. And even they get strange responses when they say, yeah. I chose, you know, I'm childless by choice or yeah. whatever. Some people yeah. like, oh, Why? you're going to regret yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we start in placing our beliefs on people. Definitely. Um, and then it's a whole other story when you actually do have a baby too. Yeah. Oh, do you breastfeed? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. let him sleep with you? Yeah. Um, what school are you sending him to? You know. When are you going to
1: have another one? When are you going to have yeah. another one? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you have, like, say, four and they're like, oh, you're not going to have any more. Are you... Like, yeah. there's just yeah. so many rules and, mm. and people need to mind their own business a little bit too. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: In a, you know, in a beautiful way. like, yeah. Or ask the question because you're actually asking the question. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And actually be ready for the response f- for the response Well, yeah. 1 in 20
0: children in Australia are IVF now. Really? 1, in, one
2: 20. in 20.
0: Wow. 1 in 20. So it's not an uncommon thing in that yeah. sense either, but you won't see people talking about it on their, you know, their Facebook feed when they're announcing their baby. Yeah. It won't be like we had 10 IVF cycles and here it is. Some people yeah. do. Yeah, yeah but Some not many. People, but not many, and mm. they'll they'll want it to appear like it was just like everyone else's.
2: Because again of that shame. Yeah.
0: So it's a very, it's a silent uh-huh. thing yeah. that I I just, yeah, you know, and I it's funny because in my practice I see a lot of kids, I see a lot of pregnant women, and mm-hmm. I love
2: it. Yeah.
0: Um, and so one of the reasons I didn't share it was because I didn't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable to come into the practice. Yeah. Mm. Like, I'm pregnant will she want to see me or or anything like that. But for me, I had to share it so that everyone understood my story too. Yeah. Mm. Um and I still love seeing kids and pregnant women in my practice. That yeah. hasn't changed. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's it's an interesting. It, it just makes you feel lonely a lot, mm. because it, it's like I, I, <laughs> I explained to my husband like you know when everyone's got their partner and you're the last single one.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you've got no one left to go like to the nightclub with to meet anyone. Yeah. And they're all kind of they're doing something different to you. Mm. It's that feeling of being left behind. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been married almost eight years now, so we are one of the first married, but we were the last to have children. Yeah. But we always knew that anyway because I wanted to finish uni and I wanted to get all yeah. my ducks in a row and all that kind of thing. Um, but now it can be a little bit painful. Yeah. It's like when I go out with my girlfriends, it's like they're speaking French, you know? Yeah, Because it's a different yeah. life. Mm. Yeah. yeah, So it's that feeling of am I going to lose that connection with everyone I love in mm. my life because I don't understand what they're talking about and they don't understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's, I think that's what it really comes down to.
2: Do you think there's a way, it feels like in 2019, that you know, we are becoming more vulnerable, more open to one another, sharing our experiences authentically? Do you think there's a need now to get to a point where, okay, we may not have had that particular experience, but, you know, I can maybe not empathise but sympathise. I can hear you. I can hold space for you because I've also been through challenges, you know, that kind of thing. Like, do we need Mm. more education around how to actually do that?
0: I think so. I think so because, look, as much as I say that I've gone through so much and that helps me with people within my practice, I would still like to think that even if I had not gone through that, that I'd have some kind of ability mm. to communicate in a way where people felt non-judged yeah. when they spoke with me. Yeah. And it's that feeling of, I think, being judged. Yeah. Um, and also, I guess, a feeling of, like, you don't want people to hold that information against you.
2: Ooh. Mm. Yeah. It's,
0: and... Um,
2: We're lacking a lot of trust in yeah. our society, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. Yep yeah it's sad it's,
0: it is but look lots of learning yeah there's so many opportunities <laughs> to, okay
2: so developing trust you know mm. developing empathy you know continuing to share our stories authentically and vulnerably like there's so much i i can see so much opportunity for growth mm. and you know even through your experience and wanting to write a spiritual book on pregnancy loss like, there's such a, a huge way that you can give to other people through I that. think
0: so. And people don't need another, people don't need another instruction manual of how to get pregnant yeah, or how no, to
2: have a baby. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, And I don't want to give that to anyone.
2: Yeah. You
0: know, you know they don't need more confusion.
2: Like,
0: mm. I won't eat bread, I won't eat gluten, I won't eat, you know. Yeah. The way that we limit ourselves when we're going through this because we think that there's something that we're doing yeah. still. Yeah. You know, I was frightened to even have a bath for the first like month of my second pregnancy because I before I knew I was pregnant with the first one I used to have baths mm-hmm. and baths aren't necessarily great sometimes because of the heat. Okay. So I just would refuse to have a bath.
2: Yeah. And I, that stress is not helping like, you in. and I'd, I'd walk down the stairs yeah. and
0: I'd hold on to things yeah. and I would yeah. make sure I checked everything I ate. Like yeah. But guess what? It didn't change anything. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, it's a miracle.
2: You've done everything. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I've done everything the first time, like yeah. I've done this time. Yeah. So there's still parts of us that must subconsciously believe that there's something that we're doing. Yeah. Or we wouldn't be that way inclined either. Yeah. So th- to create that support for people. Mm. Um. But from a spiritual belief point. Yeah. Not just, you get over it, let's sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Let's talk about it.
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: Let's. Let's let you know that you're not alone in the feelings that you're experiencing are what you should be experiencing yeah. for this.
2: Yeah. They're valid. They're valid,
0: yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think that's all everyone wants. Yeah. To feel valid and validated in what they're experiencing and also their feelings, like they're, they're normal, so to speak. Yeah. Is it normal to have these feelings? Yeah. Is it normal to you know so but from a spiritual level where we can use it as an opportunity to grow as individuals as well and look like i said to you before when we look at bad things in our life we have to look at the positive things in it too yeah and for me i think i'll be a much better mother Mm. if i get to become a mother much better because i'll be so grateful for it every day Mm. had Mm. it been simple for me i don't think i would have been yeah
1: that's true that's a good point you know
0: um to be grateful for the pregnancy Instead yeah. of sitting there going, ah, oh, you know, I think yeah. I would have been that person. I hate myself. Yes. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm still yeah. probably going to be that person. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, to, to have value in even pregnancy yeah. and, and to understand what that is.
2: yeah.
0: Um, and lots of other reasons too. But probably the art of letting go predominantly. Mm. Nothing will teach you, like, letting go. Until you're faced with something like this where it's yeah. completely out of your control yeah. and you can try to control everything around it and it won't make a difference. It's yeah. when you actually surrender to it. Yeah. That's when the difference makes. Yeah. Um, and also saying no for things that aren't feeling good for you at the time. Yeah. So, for instance, when I had just lost my first ones, I wanted to go to a baby shower because someone I knew was having a baby shower that week. And I wanted to go, and then I thought, I just can't go. I have Mm -hmm. to say no and look after myself from this point. Because if I do go, it's going to be very difficult for me. And that doesn't mean that I wasn't happy for her. I'm immensely happy for her. But you're allowed to be sad for yourself and you protect yourself sometimes
2: too.
0: But then there's this careful line where you have to be that you don't isolate yourself from everyone as well. Yeah. And so to talk about that from a spiritual perspective too. Mm. It's all the stuff that comes with it I want to talk about.
1: Yeah. I think that's why I'm so glad that you shared it on your social media mm. because that's, that's sort of a way to surround yourself with people to support you without mm. having to be in the same room mm. or go to a, something like a baby shower. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and also like, I think I got a lot of messages from people saying that they're having not the same story as me but struggles in other ways yeah. and they've never told anyone.
2: Mm. yeah so by you sharing your story yeah they it's, felt it's, that they could share yeah, it with me yeah
0: and maybe not everyone maybe not on the social yeah. media platform yeah. like I did yeah but they felt they could share it with me yeah and if that makes their journey a little bit lighter yeah then that's one of the reasons why mm-hmm. I
2: did that and you don't know also, whether you you sharing your story might have caused other people to share it with their loved ones as well. They, there's mm. probably been a whole ripple effect, it, yeah. Yeah, mm. that you don't even know about. That mm. you know, or perhaps somebody felt a little less shame, you mm. know, or a little more normal, you know. Like, I hope so. I well, really do. Quotes, that's quotes, my hope. Yeah, air quotes. <laughs> really air
0: quoted that. I really hope so. Um, that's why I did it. Yeah. yeah, and that's why you know. I think you can tell when I wrote it that it was very honest from an honest place. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think that was important too. Then I had lots of people contacting me and this is the key. Um I never had any idea that you were going through a hard time
1: Mm. at the moment.
0: You're holding yourself so well and it's that kind of thing in society, you know, with depression, suicide, all that kind of thing, people are like, oh but they look so happy all the time. It doesn't mean that they're not going through something. You know, so it's that whole idea of checking on the person that appears the strongest. Yeah. Um and although I am strong, having people check in on me helped me through yeah. the process. And it made me realise how loved I really was Yeah, too. Mm. Like so many people, I got so many messages of love Yeah, and, and um, prayers mm. for me. Mm. And if that doesn't make you feel good, then nothing will, you know. Um, but, yeah, look, maybe that's why it's happened to me too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I am someone who wants to change that yeah um
2: and you like you are you're leading by example as well it's so good that you are like able to share all of it the, Mm -hmm. the suffering the loss the pain but also how you're working through that and you know being able to see the good with that as well and your opportunity as to what you can do as well guess what you have to Mm. cuz
0: if you don't, it will eat you alive.
2: Yeah. They they
0: say that people who are diagnosed with terminal cancer have the same amount of stress levels of people who go through recurrent pregnancy loss. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So this the stress and the trauma that comes with it is so immense. Yeah. That for me, I was like, what can I do to not fight this, but just surrender to it and to Oh, like, just love myself still anyway. Mm. Like, I said to my husband when it first happened, you probably don't want to be with me anymore. Mm, Oh, gosh. I really did, and I thought that. And I thought, I I felt bad that I was taking away his opportunity to be a father, you know? I felt responsible for that. Isn't that
2: amazing that you take that on?
0: 100%. And I said to him, if you want to go, you
2: can. I won't Um, hold it
0: against you. You can go. And he's like, (laughs)
2: what are you talking
0: about? (laughs) What are you talking about, lady? Yeah. But that's a real conversation for some couples too because when they're having trouble having children, for a lot of people, that's a non-negotiable in their life. Yeah. Yeah. They really want to have babies and then when they're presented with the idea that maybe that partner can't give them that, you -hmm. know, that's a real conversation. Yeah. Um, And he said to me, my life's not my life without you.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I don't want children if it means I don't have you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so to even have that conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: but you know I, and I can promise you anyone else who's been in my situation has felt the same way.
2: Yeah.
0: And then there's been other times that I've hated him because he's not understanding what I'm going through. Yeah because you know your hormones are all up and down. Yeah. you still had, like you still have pregnancy hormones.
2: Yeah.
0: Like I had baby brain without a baby.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what i mean like i yeah. forget things all the time mm-hmm. like you like you do when you have baby brain and it's yeah. like i have this but i don't even have a baby mm. and so it was another reminder just yeah and then you get your period yeah and then you're like, oh. or then when the miscarriage comes bleeding starts yeah so it's
2: constant it's a, it's reminder. a constant yeah. reminder, you're but, forced into that process oh, you're forced yeah. into
0: it so let's create some support for people in that yeah like, they don't ever warn you what happens when you miscarry and what you might see when you miscarry. Oh, really? No. No. So, like, even that was hard for me. Yeah. What I saw. Yeah. yeah. So, a lot of people, like, flush automatically. Flush it down the toilet because they just get so... They don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. So, even that's not discussed. Um, so there's a lot of room for the medical field to really help people feel informed. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and maybe a phone call after to check how they're going.
1: Yeah, at the least. At the least,
0: <laughs> mm. um, the way that they deliver the news that your hormones levels aren't increasing the way they should, or they're dropping. Words like viability, it's not a viable pregnancy. Yeah, that's mm. um, that's
1: not helpful. <laughs> we
0: don't consider it a baby yet. Yeah. All words like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot that we can work on as yeah. a society. Yeah. And, um, yeah, look, in one aspect, as funny as it must sound, I'm very grateful that this has happened to me. Yeah. Mm. Because it's changed me as a person. Yeah. And it's making me a better person. Sometimes it's made parts of me a little bit more broken
1: too. Yeah. yeah.
0: But in time, that's what's going to add to my beauty as a person. Yeah. yeah. Whether I get a baby in the future or not. Mm. So mm. yeah, that's that's why I shared what I shared. Yeah, and look, it wasn't easy.
2: No,
1: but my husband's not. very private. So yeah, yeah I was, gonna, I was <laughs> gonna say
0: like he's like, why did you tell everyone on the yeah, whole world? Um, yeah, and I was gonna have a conversation with him prior, but I just didn't. And the reason being is, why doesn't he want to share that too?
1: Mm. Well, yeah, I was gonna ask because you, like you haven't been able to find material on dealing with pregnancy loss, like. Their spirituality. Is there any information for men?
0: Mm. (sighs) Not much.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine that anyone's focusing on, not that it's not important to focus on the mom or the woman, but also like they've also lost something.
0: 100%.
1: Like, I wonder if there's anything out there for, I mean, maybe that's something that he would be interested in chatting to us about, like his experience Mm. of going through it. Mm.
0: Well, think of it this way for him, seeing me in Like, the most broken he's ever seen me in. We've been on, like, together for 10 years. I'm a very happy person generally, you know. Mm. So to see me, like, I'm talking broken, like, on the floor, broken, that's very difficult for him.
1: Mm. He
0: can get through a lot in Mm. life, but Mm. to see me at that, that that hurts him so much. Yeah. Mm. To the point where he was like, well, I don't even want to try for a baby if this is what can happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because maybe we're losing babies, but I don't want to lose my wife too. Yeah. Because it does alter you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does change you. Um, but I've got very good communication skills. <laughs> <laughs> maybe too good sometimes. Yeah. Um, and he's a processor. So yeah. For yeah. me, I had to really look at how he processed it and how I processed it, and not think he didn't care because he wasn't crying every day, or yeah. he yeah. didn't care because he didn't ask me how I was that day. Yeah, he dealt with it in a very different way, and they're told that they have to be the strong ones. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So he didn't want to seem sad for me because he thought, oh, you're going to get really sad if I'm yeah. sad. So he had to be like, it's going to be okay, you're yeah. going to be all right, you know, yeah. and
2: to, to try and be your rock. Down, to, yeah, you know. yeah.
0: So it's a very interesting thing, but Mm. look, thank goodness we've been together for such a long time and we love each other as we are. I'm very, very lucky um, because, yeah, the way that this plays on your self-worth and how it eats at that Mm. and that you're not a worthy woman anymore because you can't have a child or you're losing the children that you're supposed to be. Producing, yeah, it's so ingrained, like mm. to something that we can't even really understand. It's like a biological thing. Mm. Um, you know, you go have children, and you, yeah, that's what you do. Mm. So, you know, even understanding what's my purpose in life if I can't have children, what's that look like? Yeah. Mm. But look, that's another thing we don't know that. Again. Yeah. Um, but when it's happened three times, you do start to think of. What's the possibility that this may or may not happen? Yeah, and even yeah. talking about that in a way where you can still be somewhat positive and still be on a, in a way that you um, aren't forcing it in such a way that it's actually having a negative effect on your health as well because it becomes your life.
1: Yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: You know, your appointments, yeah. your medications. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a thing. You probably get because a bit obsessive. Yeah, you definitely could. Yeah. It's parts where I have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Google is not your friend. Yeah, mm. no.
0: What does three miscarriages mean? Yeah. Mm. But also the lack of... Um, you have to be so proactive in this field. Like, so proactive. Like, the lack of the ability to go to a specialist and, and put your 100% trust in them to look after you and that they've looked at everything in... It's not easy. Yeah. Mm. You have to be really proactive of certain things and say, Have you tested for this? Like in IVF, for example, you might have had four failed IVFs or four miscarriages from your IVF and then they'll do testing. Like, do you have a clotting disorder? Do you have this? People are paying ten to fifteen thousand dollars every mm. time.
1: Twenty thousand. Yeah. Really. Mm. <laughs> We've looked into Yeah. It. yeah.
0: Mm. Run the panel before you do yeah. this for these people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah that's it's a, good a blood test. Mm. Yeah. It's free. Yeah.
0: Not all of them, but most of them are. You might have to pay $60 for like a homocysteine level or, or whatever. Yeah. But it's a very affordable thing to do. Yeah. Let's run it for these people and check everything before they're put in that position when they've lost four babies or three yeah. babies.
2: Yeah. yeah. And perhaps their entire life savings. And their entire life savings. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like it's it, there needs to be a common sense here too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like why should someone have to go through three losses? when there's really statistically no difference if you've had two between two and three. The third loss was developed in like the 1940s or something.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of work to do, don't we? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, let's, let's not have stigma on pregnancy loss. Let's mm-hmm. not have stigma on people who need IVF. Let's mm-hmm. not have stigma on people who choose not to have children. Let's not have stigma or place so much pressure on women as a whole.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Let's support each other and empower yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, um, that's, that's my goal. But look, it will eat you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think that's why I choose to have a positive yeah. outlook on it. Because mm. it's tiring being angry all the time too.
1: Yeah, takes a lot of out oh of so much
0: energy. Mm. In so I'm you know I'm like okay we've got a plan for the next time and I'll try again until I don't want to try again anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and there's also a lot of talk about you'll get your rainbow baby, you'll get your rainbow baby, which means a baby after loss, and a lot of people don't get rainbow babies. Yeah, so it's it's that idea of oh uh, you
2: know. Yeah. Some people won't. Yeah. And we don't have to have the and right thing have to, to have say. No. We can just say, I'm so sorry yeah. that that has happened. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But look, if I tap into what I intuitively think, I think I will have one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I do. I think it might be an interesting journey to get there. Yeah. But I think I'll have one. And that's all I need. I'm happy with one.
1: Yeah.
0: But that's another thing. Had I the first one come easy... Maybe I would have been like, oh, maybe, you know, that gratefulness for even having that
1: one would be different. Yeah. So it's all very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But
2: it's
0: a positive thing Mm -hmm. because we can change, help change society.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you you for having me. And Mm -hmm.
0: look, we all have our stories. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us who we are.
2: Yeah. I think sharing yours is helping change society already
0: even if it is just in my little pocket
2: yeah Mm.
0: if I've helped one person yeah not feel the way I felt yeah then that's enough for me
2: yeah
0: Yeah. that's wonderful Mm. thank you thanks for having me